long forgotten earthquake. The dive boats were out already. Thanks to my injection of cash to the Archaeological Society of Paramatra, yep, ASP, small teams were currently exploring the local legend of a vast city that once stood out there, grand and proud, before the same shifting of plates five miles wide swallowed it up along with the coastline. The more excitable of their members were talking about Atlantis, but to date we had only recovered a dozen or so pots, which the big museums fobbed off with the notion that, despite being confirmed as genuine antiques, these items can be found all over the Aegean. They did not constitute evidence of a civilization. I joined them three or four times a week, and because of my financing they tolerated my amateurish enthusiasm every time I surfaced, flashing a wide smile through my beard, and waving what usually turns out to be a tide-smoothed coke bottle to which a family of barnacles might have grown rather attached. I mostly try to keep out of their way and enjoy the scenery. It's springtime in the ocean, too. Yeah, I know. Feeling sorry for me yet. My return route cut through a village stirring to life, and I arrived home by 7.30, where I showered, trimmed my beard to keep it tight to my face to fend off the prospect of being mistaken for a hobo, and then sat on my house's second-floor balcony overlooking the rocky bay for a breakfast of bread, meat, yoghurt and fruit. I caught up with the British news via various websites, skipping the more depressing-sounding stories, and briefly checked a couple of US sites in which I held a vague interest. Local news officially confirmed something I already learned from the Chief of Police. Deals between the EU and other countries meant incoming Middle Eastern and African refugees were now processed faster in Turkey, with the reduced number of traffickers diverted to islands further west. Paramatra's intake had reduced to a trickle. I clicked off the news feeds and nipped out to meet Eric Jones at the infinitely delayed airport construction site, where we planned to fire high-caliber handguns at various targets for a while. He was late, which wasn't unusual. It was so not unusual that I'd taken to bringing a book with me for such occasions. After setting up the tin cans and glass bottles I collected from the beach on the way over, I found my current place in John Connolly's latest and settled comfortably in the cab of a stalled JCB digger. Last November, the case that brought me here went on longer than I expected, legal wrangling demanding my continued presence weeks after its conclusion. Instead of returning to the UK... I secured a plush house with a panoramic view, and with my gut still in knots over the actions I took, or didn't take, I spent Christmas alone. New Year's Eve saw me hit it off with a retired British Army officer, the aforementioned Eric, and we ended up drinking expensive scotch in a bar right on the beach. I did not go home with Eric. I went home with a German blonde woman, 22 years old, making her 15 years my junior, although she taught me a few things and I was happy to learn. Eric showed an hour late, hungover and red in the face. He'd piled on the pounds since his retirement, but he knew his guns. I didn't want to know guns, but there had been too many incidents lately where I could have used a lot more experience. I had made enough enemies after all. You look like crap, I said. We can't all roll out of bed quaffed and groomed like a GQ cover model, oh beautiful one. Here, you need some practice with this. He presented me with a Sig Sauer P229, a compact 40 caliber pistol. No Glock today, I asked. You want to be good at firing everything, just in case, right? Right. 
So you tell me just in case of what, and I'll tell you what the best gun is for a given scenario. I honestly hope never to have to fire one at all, but... He pressed the sig into my hand. Then if you're not going to own a firearm, get used to as many different types as possible. This is your bum gun, the one you got most trouble with. Using a Glock 16, I could draw and shoot a tight three grouping at 20 feet in one smooth motion, but the SIG's second and third shots went wild. The shift from its initial double action to single always threw me. Eric opened a premium quality camera bag to reveal four mags and two boxes of bullets. You owe me 300 euros for the brass. Now get practising. I'll be over there in the shade. Shout if you want a hug or something. What we were doing here wasn't exactly legal, but when Eric first moved out here with his wife, he registered himself as a gun collector and sportsman, so for a premium import tax he was able to source bullets for his toys. The chief knew of our practice sessions.